Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm Christina. And I am Michael. And this week, we're very excited because we get to talk about our E3 predictions. This is my favorite time of year for Nintendo and for video games because we actually have an E3 this year. We're going to get all kinds of information. And I love just the excitement around E3. As the year's going on, it's changed for me because I remember I'd be able to sit home and watch it and just like mm-hmm. have it on for three days in a row on E3 or uh, G4 and I'd be able to watch all the news. And now it's kind of like you have to grab it in between lunch breaks and stuff like that. Mm. But it's still exciting. Being an adult. Mm, yeah, it stinks. <laughs> it does. <laughs> so before we jump into those predictions, we are going to get through, believe it or not, there is other news besides that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to get through all of that first. Um, the first story we have here is that Nintendo has sold more than 20 million units in Japan. Mm. So a little bit of a milestone there. And yeah. this comes from Famitsu. And this means that they, you know, the Switch has sold more than 84.59 million units worldwide, which is bonkers. Yeah, that is crazy. Uh, we also got some software sales numbers in Japan. Uh, in first place is Animal Crossing New Horizons with 6.78 million units sold. Uh, second place is Super Smash Bros. Ultimate with 4.29 million units sold. Third, Pokemon Sword and Shield, 4.5 million units. Fourth, Splatoon 2, 3.87 million units. And then fifth, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. 3.84 million units. So lots lots of games, mm-hmm. lots of switches out there. Very exciting. <laughs> I mean, these numbers, they don't they they no longer surprise me necessarily, but they yeah. they just are a confirmation for how well the Switch does. Every time I hear these numbers, it's just like, yeah, that, that's a we big number. We already know it's a hit, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, these numbers prove yeah. it. It's a hit, you know, so they're, it's doing Great. fantastic. They're not mm-hmm. hurting. And speaking of not hurting, and it's funny because we just kind of had a conversation about Pokemon. Yeah, I and, thought it was funny. And how well Pokemon is doing. And they just released their numbers for 2020 profits, and they hit a record high for the year of, of all time. Uh, for the year ended on February 28th, 2021. Their sales came in at $1.1 billion. Operating profit stood at $254 million. So they had a net profit of $170 million. They never before have seen such a number like that. And uh, they're thinking it's going to be even better maybe this fiscal year because they had new Pokemon Snap. And they're coming out with Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl. And Pokemon Legends Arceus or Arceus or however you want to say that. Um, It's all releasing in this next fiscal year. So maybe they'll have another record high. I don't even Mm -hmm. know. But this is bananas on how well they're doing. Uh, Pokemon is just a it's just a machine. It just steamrolls over everything. And I do think a lot of those, you know, when we hear those complaints about how Sword and Shield could have been a little better and in in Pokemon kind of people defend it by saying, well, they may not have the the resources, their team and this. They've got the resources. There should <laughs> yeah, be I mean, no they're cranking out three new there three yeah. new games in one year. There should be no yeah. janky graphics. There should be no. No, they <laughs> are a powerhouse. They are making billions, literally. And uh so yeah, there should be no excuses. Um, they're not a small, scrappy indie team of three people any longer. So they should there's no excuses, yeah. Pokemon. Let's let's get moving with some some amazing games and uh let's see those graphics like we saw with Pokemon Snap. Yeah, and speaking of things cranking out games like a machine, (laughs) uh, we got some pretty 
cool news this last week. Uh, apparently, there's an old plant in Kyoto called the, I think it's Ujiogora plant. Um, it's going to be converted into a Nintendo gallery. That is currently a tentative name, but it's essentially going to be a Nintendo museum. Um, the plant was originally built in 1969, and it originally was used to manufacture playing cards and Hanafuda cards. I'm not mm. familiar with those, but I do have to look them up. I meant to beforehand and didn't. Um, but it also operated a little bit later as a customer service center for product repairs. So um, the, the announcement came directly from Shintaro Furukawa. He said that the museum is going to include exhibits and experiences that showcase various products released throughout Nintendo's history, and it's going to be finished by 2024. So mm. hopefully, you know, when everybody's out there traveling again, this will be another thing for people to check out. Yeah. On top of Super Nintendo World. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Now, the yeah. the Hanofuda cards that you talk about, those were something that Nintendo had originally produced. They were something that mm-hmm. kind of got Nintendo into the um, you know the the games. That's how they started that and those toys and all that kind of stuff we talked about. So it oh, ties right. into yeah. their okay. history. Yeah, gotcha. absolutely. Yeah. It's very cool. I mean. I, I when we go to like the Nintendo store in New York City, it feels sort of like a small baby version of a museum. And I would especially love upstairs. Yeah, especially the yeah. upstairs area. And I would love to see something like this more more uh, built out and more expanded on the idea and just walk through the history and actually see the the playing cards and the trinkets and all of the stuff that they did throughout the years leading up to becoming the Nintendo that we know and love. So I, I would love this. I, hopefully this does really well and maybe we can get something like this in the States. I think, you know, that new t- Nintendo store is a perfect place to to do that. Maybe maybe they can expand and we can get a little museum going there as well. Maybe, yeah. Uh, so Nintendo, we all know how much they love people selling ROMs of their games. They're big fans of it. In fact, they reach out to almost <laughs> everybody that does it and slap them with a giant lawsuit. And Back in September of 2019, I believe we even reported on this, but ROM Universe mm-hmm. had been doing just that. They had a website that they had posted all kinds of ROMs. People were downloading these ROMs, these video games, essentially. If you're not familiar with a ROM, it's it's basically just if you buy a cartridge, that's, that's a ROM and it's allowing you to play it on your Nintendo or whatever. Well, if you download just the ROM, you can play that on an emulator on your computer or some other device that allows you to play games that maybe you don't necessarily own. Uh, so Nintendo goes after people that sell ROMs because that in their mind is you're not buying our game. Now this website was doing just that. They were posting these ROMs, allowing people to download them, um, and they were making profit off of it because they were charging for a premium account, which not only allowed for you to download a ROM, a single version of a game, but unlimited number of those games. So they were making money off of people, off of Nintendo's product, essentially, to download their games and essentially steal from them. So Nintendo went after ROM Universe and was seeking $15 million in copyright and trademark infringement damages, uh, which is, that's a staggering number. I can't imagine this site is making that kind of money. And it, I guess it turned out that they weren't. They were making 30 to 40 grand a, a year. The Matthew Storman, which is a site owner, defended himself in court and argued that the website wasn't breaking any laws. He also said he had never uploaded any content himself, despite saying the opposite in a previous deposition. Uh, so he was kind of just flip flap flopping back and <laughs> forth, trying trying his best to get out get of this. Get your story straight. <clears throat> yeah, keep your story straight because he, he was going all over the map trying to get away from this. Yeah. Uh, the website was taken down last week. 
a U.S. district court judge ordered Stormin to play to pay Nintendo $2.1 million in damages. So they were looking for 15. He ended up getting slapped with $2.1 million in damages, which is still a, a, a crazy amount of money to have to pay. Um, $35,000 per infringed work and $400,000 for all combined trademark infringements. Just, I mean, this. I, I don't know how people feel about ROMs. I think in this case, this is warranted. Nintendo, obviously, you know, you have a product, you sold a game, somebody is stealing that and making money off of something you created to sell to other people. That's that's wrong. I get it. That's stealing. I completely go after these people that are doing that. ROMs in general, uh, I'm not against them intrinsically. I don't feel like it's, uh, you know, I think we run into stuff like this all across the board. You have, you know, I I was definitely around for LimeWire and Napster when you would download music and I didn't really give it much thought. It's like, yeah, it's there. I want to listen to stuff and I'm going to play music. And I think as time goes on, now I pay for services that I allow me to do that, like Spotify or Netflix, if it's a movie or Hulu or any of these other mm-hmm. things. Now, that being said, when there's something where I am paying for Prime and Hulu and Netflix and HBO Go and whatever other services, and I still can't get something, there's a there's a gray area there where you're just like, you know what? This is why people just go and download torrents. You didn't make it easy for me to get you're it. You're making so it impossible for it? me to, to pay you to see something, yeah. right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. Let's go with the best possible example. I owned a game. That game either broke or got lost or got stolen or whatever. I, I bought it. I legitimately owned it. Um, or maybe the console broke. Maybe my NES doesn't work. Maybe my Wii doesn't work. The only way I can still play that game is if I can get a ROM somewhere and play it on a computer. It's a beloved game. I haven't been able to play it because my console broke or somebody stole it. Yeah, go for it. I mean, they don't if they don't make it anymore and they don't sell it anymore and you can't get it anywhere other than a ROM, I don't care. I'm not going to pretend to be an angel or a saint. Do what you got to do, you know? But in a case like this, Yes, I I agree. They should go after these things, and you do have to, as a company, you do have to fight for your your um, IP because you know, th- with the way the laws are, if you don't fight for them, you could potentially lose it, and yeah. you do have to fight for it. So, it's a it's a it's a gray area. I think some people take a hard stance, and they're absolutely against ROMs one hundred percent right down the line. But I think there is that sort of historical uh, preservation aspect of it, where sometimes it's good to have. ROMs of games because you may just never be able to play that game again if you only tie it to a physical thing. Mm -hmm. I completely agree, especially with like the movie example you had. There's so many times where it's like, I want to watch this thing, but it's not on Prime. It's not on Netflix. It's not on Hulu. Like, You can't get it anywhere. You can't rent it. Where am I going to rent it from? You you can't go anywhere anymore. And if you think about it, and you think about it with Nintendo, I mean, a lot of their older games, yeah, you can get them through the Switch online, but not every game is on there. Oh, no. It's no like, it's, at what point is it like, oh, yeah, this game from 20 years ago, I'm going to sue you because you downloaded it from this really crazy site somewhere. If you came out with a service where maybe it was sort of like a Netflix service. So let's say, mm-hmm. because according to Nintendo, I believe you can own a game. If I have a copy of whatever, let's say Mario Brothers, I have mm-hmm. a copy of Mario Brothers because I because I own it. I have the right to create a ROM of that and store it somewhere. Now, let's say you run a service, whether it's a a public library or some online service, and they go around and they spend money and they buy games, physical games, whether it's an old game, whether it's an obscure game. I mean, this could potentially cost a lot of money for this 
business. But -hmm. let's say they go around, they're buying up games, one copy of everything, or maybe multiple copies. They make a ROM of that and they allow people to rent that ROM limited time, one for one. You want to rent this? Okay, here it is. You check it out like a book at a library. You play it for Mm -hmm. X amount of time and then it gets checked back in. In theory, that service should be legal because you you own it. I'm allowed to let people borrow games. So yes, but you don't you don't own the actual trademark or copyright of that game. That's where it gets tricky because now you're making a profit on something that you don't technically own. If I have a copy of a game and you're willing to give me five dollars to borrow it, how is that illegal? I'm letting you borrow it. You you added the value to that. So in my mind, that would be a legal transaction. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they could fight it. It, It's not saying you're not letting, you're not making two copies of that ROM. You're not making multiple copies. It's a one for one. a new version of it. Yeah. Yeah. You have to only make Mm -hmm. the amount of the game you own. So if you own two physical copies, I suppose you could have two ROM copies. But if you only own one and you allow somebody to borrow that, they didn't yeah. buy it. They're giving it back for well, yeah, after I think a certain that, amount that's of time. How Netflix, that's basically how Netflix started, right? Mailing yeah, it was a, DVDs. It was a DVD. Yeah. You weren't buying it. You were renting yeah. a service to use it. And I think yeah. if you did something, I mean, even if Nintendo did something or any, any yeah. game pro- or I'm partnered not saying that. with somebody who did that. Like yeah, if Nintendo did that and had like a, a rental thing and it just yeah. opened their library, every weird, mm-hmm. obscure thing they ever had. And essentially your Switch was an emulator for all of that, which it, it mm-hmm. is. Um, yeah. You know, why wouldn't you pay for a service like that? Because I know there's a lot of people that wish they had access to the complete library to play. I don't care, but I know a lot of people care. Yeah. And uh, I think something like that would, would do great. Mm-hmm. But ROMs are, it's a, it's a great area, you know? And yeah, I think you could, you could hate them or love them or be somewhere in the middle. And that's kind of where I am. I'm somewhere in the middle. Yeah. I, I, I think I've kind of landed in the same spot, except. I mean, for cases I, like I, this. For cases like this. But, yeah. you know, if I, I think. Nintendo just going after people for doing it over and over and over again, they need to look at it and say, okay, clearly this is something that we need to implement because this keeps happening. We keep having to sue people. Like it would just save them time if they partnered with someone and actually did it um, on purpose. Yeah. Maybe there's, maybe there's a better option. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's always a better option. Um, Speaking of maybe better options. (laughs) The original Super Mario Brothers movie has gotten a fan released extended cut. Uh, the, I didn't know anybody was looking for that. 1993. Apparently, it's a cult classic now. <laughs> Anything that is a cult classic, I feel like, you know, it, it balances on that line of, do I really want to spend time watching this? Yes or no. <laughs> um, so the extended cut includes undiscovered deleted scenes. It is being called the Morton Jinkle cuts because those are the names of the husband and wife director team. It increases the runtime from 104 minutes to 125 minutes. The entire cut can be watched on the website Internet Archive. Um, I started to watch it there and it was just it, it kept buffering. So I don't mm. know if maybe you need better Internet. My Internet's pretty good. So I don't Probably know. So many people trying to watch it. So many people want the to watch site this. Was yes, crashing. That's exactly it. This version um, has had its editing reworked and restored by filmmaker Garrett Giltri- Giltrist. I think that's how you say his name. And while the team is currently exploring options beyond this release, which is like kind of like an official unofficial release, uh, it decided to release this edit early just to celebrate the film's anniversary. And they want to see what fans think. So if you did like that movie, uh, the original movie from 1993, if maybe you have some kind of nostalgic connection to it, 
um, and you want to see more, well, now you can. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, they got yeah. the Snyder, the Snyder cut. The Snyder cut <laughs> of the original Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> yeah. And now I did watch this movie. I've seen this movie several times. Uh, I, I don't several. know. If, yeah, I definitely. This was like when I was a kid. I this guess, was, yeah, you were like, what, 13? This was Super 12? Mario Brothers. Why wouldn't I watch this movie? And when you're a little kid, you don't think how dumb it is or whatever. And I'd still watch it today. I really don't care. I think a lot of people yeah. get up in arms about everything. The movie makes very little sense when it, you compare it to the games. But so does Resident Evil. So does all the stupid <laughs> yeah. video game movies that come out. And the majority of video game movies compared to the video game content is garbage so yes this is bad but i still would watch it if it was on tv because it's it was a movie i watched when i was a little well, kid see, yeah you have that like nostalgic attachment yeah to and I, I think i, I think, couldn't do it i think <laughs> i don't i think it's just silly and and uh, you know it's got a decent cast actually which is kind of funny it's got a lot of mm-hmm. people that went on to do other things I I don't know if I need a movie that adds like another twenty minutes to it. I, I didn't feel when- <laughs> like that fix, would would fix the the errors or the issues with this movie. But I would say yeah. it's notorious, and maybe that's why it's become a cult classic because it's just sort of a janky, weird Mario movie with some very odd choices that were made. But what are you going to do? It's a video game movie, yeah. and. Uh, they don't tend to be very good. The, the the lead actor, I guess, the guy who played Mario, Bob Hoskins, mm-hmm. he said he labeled the film as a nightmare a number of years ago. I believe he was also in <laughs> Who Killed it. Roger Rabbit. He was. Oh, really? He, he was the uh, yeah. He was the the human counterpart to Roger Rabbit. Oh, okay. Yep. And then John Leguizamo mm-hmm. was in it, and it had Dennis Hopper in it. He played uh, Bowser, actually. Yeah, John Leguizamo was Luigi. Um, Fisher Stevens, he was in a bunch of stuff around that time. Fisher Stevens was also in Hackers, another maybe cult mm. movie. And See, so- I would consider Hackers a cult movie. I wouldn't consider this, for, for me, the, the Super Mario Brothers right, live action. You just don't know what you're missing. Yeah. Samantha Mathis, yeah. you did a bunch of stuff. Broken Arrow, then called Love. So, I mean, it had people. It had you know decent actors. It wasn't legitimate like this. Actors, yeah. yeah, it had legitimate actors in it that went on to do a lot of other things. So, yeah, this was this is where they made it. They they did this, and then this is what this is what jump started their careers. Yeah, Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> it was it was a warp pipe to other better roles, maybe. Good one. Thank you. Uh, so now in the last little, I don't guess I don't know retail hiccup rumor. Uh, does it do any of these even matter anymore? But Walmart Canada <laughs> posted a pre-order page for a new Switch Metroid game. The listing is super generic as they are. No title, no box art, a placeholder release date of December 31st, and a brief description that reads, new release game coming soon. It makes sense that they are just putting this up there. It was probably meant to be a placeholder because of obviously we know a little bit about Metroid Prime. There's rumors of a 2D game coming out potentially. So they maybe just built this page because we know E3 is coming up and they wanted to have a slot open. And if somebody put it live instead of private, and uh, I think that's more likely than anything. But Walmart and other retail uh, stores have kind of messed up in the past and and, mm-hmm. and gave away and leaked games that were coming out with a so grain of salt yeah. I t- at this point all of these things everything with like the switch pro everything with this kind of these games 
I don't know anymore. It's, I guess in this case, take it with a drop of maple syrup. Yeah, Canada. <laughs> oh my god! All right, let's get on to the good stuff. Let's get on to the things that really matter. E three predictions slash wishes. I think some of them are going to be more wishes than predictions. For and I was thinking about this too because predictions are always everybody does predictions. I was thinking like we know what we're going to see, but I also like the idea of what makes it a perfect E three for you. Like what are things that you are going to you know this is going to hit it out of the park. So I put some weird things on there that I'm just really hoping because I, mm-hmm. I I'm interested in them. I know that they're out in the world somewhere and I want to hear more about it and see more about it so i think both of us have stuff like that i think we have the mm-hmm. things that we really we're very confident we're going to see i think it's probably going to be about 10 minutes of something maybe we didn't have any idea was coming that would be out of the 40 minutes i think maybe 10 but we can also say our e3 prediction doesn't necessarily need to be just the presentation just the direct this could be the treehouse this could be you yeah. know stuff comes out from third party that are really that they announced that maybe necessarily wasn't in the directs so i'm I'll, let's go with the whole gambit the entire e3 what are some of your thoughts on it so as far as things that i'm you know pretty confident we'll see mm-hmm. I would say we because Breath of the Wild 2, I know it's probably like a year, year and a half away from actually being released. But I think we're at a point where people are so eager to see something that Nintendo will say, you know what? Here's a little sneak peek as to like what we've been working on. Here's just like, I don't know, two minutes of some playthrough stuff just so you can kind of see what's going on a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, that's also a little hopeful on my end, but I, I feel pretty confident they might sh- they'll, they'll show something Breath of the Wild 2. Um so that's my kind of prediction for that. I so think you don't think that, Breath of the Wild 2 will be out this year, though? No, I think with COVID okay. and everything, they keep pushing it. And they've been, I think the fact that they had Skyward Sword, they're going to be putting more attention on that. Mm-hmm. But I think they're going to be like, but before we talk about Skyward Sword, let's address Breath of the Wild 2 a little bit. So yeah, they'll be like, like they here's a little bit, time. here's a little sprinkle, here's a little salt and pepper of Breath of the Wild 2. And now let's talk all about Skyward Sword even more because that's coming out sooner. It's going to be kind of like a Smash situation where, you know, when Smash came out, it was just like, here's all the Smash stuff, here's gameplay, here's this, here's that. They're going to do basically the same thing for Skyward Sword, I think, because it's, they're clearly based on the last direct. They were really excited about it. Yeah, That's all that they wanted to talk about, it seemed like. So um, I think that those are going to kind of be linked a little bit. You know, everybody has been wanting Metroid Prime 4, especially you. Um, they haven't really mentioned anything about it since they said they were going to go back and, and rework it. Mm-hmm. So I think if they do mention it, there's going to be just a four second thing with another new logo. <laughs> mm. <laughs> because that would be hilarious <laughs> and sad. But I think it's more likely that we'll see stuff about like the Metroid 2D stuff that was rumored last week or the week before. Okay. Because, you know, as things as... I've, I've noticed in the past when everything gets closer to E3, the rumors that come out closer to E3 are usually more likely to happen. So I think because Metroid 2D, we got some information about that recently. I think that they will mention something about that. So I think it might be a similar situation where it's like, oh, by the way, here's Metroid 2D. And then let's make a quick note about Metroid Prime 4 just to like keep it in your minds. Yeah. Um, I think as far as the Switch Pro, I think it's going to be announced maybe with a bundle, something like that. It, it's got to happen at this point. Um, 
whether it happens before E3 or not, I'm not totally sure about now because they could they they could re- release like 4K games and not say it's coming out on the Switch, but then during the Nintendo Direct, they could be oh this game and this game and this game that were announced are actually coming to the Switch. So surprise, mm-hmm. um, they could work with their developers and stuff to do that. So we'll see what happens there. I um, think I th- if there is a Switch Pro. Mm-hmm. It's got to be announced in this E3 time frame somehow. Yeah. If they don't say anything about a Switch Pro, it just seems like it's just not happening. Yeah, it's just kind of weird because the Nintendo Direct is on the last day. Yeah, it's more so of a closing like, than an opening. Yeah, it's kind of a weird time for them, especially if they're going to be announcing new software. So we'll see what happens there. It'll be interesting to see how everything is rolled out based on that, but... We'll see. Well, and the thing is, they did say during the direct, it is software exclusive. So Mm -hmm. that means hardware, which would be the pro, would have to be either leading up to the direct or during the. I mean, I can't imagine. It it seems like they would have to do a Switch Pro announcement this week before E3 started, because like you said, Nintendo's going last. Yeah. So, and it, it is just funny they're that not they going to announce anything. Nobody's going to hint it, at this could work on a 4K. Like, I'm sure you're going to see third party announcements on the Switch. It, I I just I don't know. I it just seems yeah, hard to it's, believe. It's also really funny that they specifically said during their announcement, software specific. Well, I think they're never trying before. To... Never before have they done that. Yeah. So they're they're like basically building expectations, saying this is only going to talk about software during this. Yeah. So I think they are trying when to are they make talk people. About the <laughs> maybe maybe it's just not a thing. I I have no idea. I would hope yeah. that this week we will hear about the hardware, and mm-hmm. that way it's done and over with, and we already can go into E three knowing that there is a a new switch on the way, and then. We can see when some when a third party or when Nintendo says on the Switch, you're just gonna assume, oh, okay, I can mm-hmm. I can put this on the new one. Yeah, they could always say, like, I don't know, Monday or Tuesday, like before the podcast comes out, they could post an announcement saying, Tomorrow, surprise direct. I better be like, yeah. Oh, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. So that's kind of where I'm at with the Switch Pro. They're, we're going to see more about Splatoon 3. They teased it a little bit in the last direct. We're going to probably see play or treehouse stuff for that um pokemon stuff we're gonna see arceus arceus um more information about that but i think they're gonna spend probably more time talking about diamond and pearl just because those are coming out sooner like yeah like only two months earlier but still they're coming out beforehand um and then possibly treehouse gameplay of that maybe they're gonna show how it's different on the switch or stuff like that Mm -hmm. um smash we're probably gonna be seeing more new characters because is it a nintendo direct if they don't talk about smash i don't think so um, and then just more re-releases for the Switch. People love old games coming to the Switch. There's more old games I wish would come to the Switch, which brings me to my wishes. I still want a Tomb Raider collection of some kind mm-hmm. to come to the Switch. I know that they're the team that was working specifically on Tomb Raider, the the Tomb Raider games took a break because I think they're working on like an advent an Avengers game of some kind. Um, so we'll probably see that at some point during E3, but I don't think it'll come to the switch so that's just a wish i still want those two Raider games on the switch i'm gonna be saying this every year until it happens if it happens <laughs> hmm. um and then there was i'm not sure if you saw this but um for the whole borderlands franchise my favorite character is tiny tina and i think it was this past week 
it was released or leaked or something that there's going to be a new Borderlands spinoff game in between three and four called Tiny Tina's Wonderland, where she's a little bit older, like a teenager, and the whole game follows her. Nice. There's also a movie they're making with Tiny Tina as a main character. So I'm really excited for that. But I hope that that's coming to Switch. And if the new Switch Pro is announced and it does take, you know, it does do 4K, I don't see why it couldn't. Mm -hmm. So that would be pretty cool. That'd be very Um, cool. Yeah. But, you know, what you said in the beginning, the last kind of wish is I really hope they surprise us with something new out of nowhere, kind of like what Link's Awakening did Mm -hmm. um, when they announced that because nobody expected that to happen. Everybody was like, what? (laughs) Um, And that was a fantastic game. So... Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to something like that happening. Okay. Nice. That's that's pretty much my list. Nice. That's that, uh, we have yeah. a lot of overlap. I so like I said, mm-hmm. I broke mine out a little bit different. I'm thinking these are sure things. We will 100% be getting information on Skyward Sword, mm-hmm. Mario Golf, Splatoon right. 3, Smash Brothers because they still have those two fires um, fighters left to announce. I'm not sure they mm-hmm. will announce both of them because they love to drag out everything Smash Brothers. So we that may get do. a hint <laughs> at one, uh, but I don't think we're going to hear both. I think it's going to go on for entirely too long during the direct. Hopefully not. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. It's not a lot of Smash Brothers because I am so over Smash Brothers and getting like a new random obscure. I I use Pikachu. I've always used. I don't even care if there was three fighters Yoshi. total in Smash yeah. Brothers. I don't care. It's I just don't care. Um, if you are still so super engrossed and excited by Smash Brothers, that's great for you. I hope you get what you want from these fighters. But I just cannot get excited about this game any longer. It's been years. I don't care. We're going to get news about, yeah, I'm ready to move on. Get your fighters, get everybody, but we just don't need a ton going on about it. Um, Pokemon news. We are definitely going to hear about those games that are coming out for Pokemon. They love to talk about Pokemon and maybe because it's coming out soon, Monster Hunter Rise 2, we will get information for that. All right. Um, I'm excited for that. that one. I am excited yeah. for that Monster Hunter more than any of the others that I've seen so far, even though I mm-hmm. know a lot of people are loving the new one. Um, but I am excited because I like the look of this one a lot. So I, I think we're going to get some for that. Because Mario Golf is coming out in just a couple weeks, we're going to definitely see Treehouse stuff for that. Oh, for yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's I, a, I that is a sure that. thing. We're going to yeah, get some I Mario totally Golf forgot stuff. about Mario Golf and Monster yeah. Hunter Rise. Because <laughs> we've been hearing about it so much. So you, yeah. you kind of just assume it's going to be out. So why would you talk about it? But because it comes out like weeks later, they will 100% yeah, be talking yeah. about those games. Yeah. Um, so now I'm less sure about these things. I think we are going to get some more Breath of the Wild 2 news. I'm not adamant that it won't come out this year. I think if there is a Switch Pro coming out, I think that game would be perfect to be launched alongside of it that's going to sell the switch um so i don't know if i think a lot of it is kind of reliant on whether or not there's an actual switch pro in the works whether or not it's coming out this year i do think breath of the wild 2 is going to be a launch title for the switch pro so that could be early next year that could be whatever but i do think we're going to get some news for that and i think we're going to get some news from animal crossing where we finally get an expansion or a 2.0 or some dlc i would not be I would be very disappointed if we don't get something more substantial regarding Animal Crossing. I think that the opinion has been that it's been lacking. I think there's, what what do we say, 30, I don't know, million people that play this game, something crazy where I just think that they cannot drop support for this game. There's a lot of people like myself, and I believe you, and probably a lot of our listeners that would go back into it if there was something more substantial to do. I think that we need 
a lot of quality of life updates in that game for people that mm-hmm. have been playing since day one um, that would streamline it and kind of make it a little bit faster. We've seen it. It's so stale when you play that game now that I think those things would definitely 100% suck me back in. Uh, so I would love to see some Animal Crossing news, you know, maybe for this holiday season. As, we'll, get a, we'll get a Zelda <clears throat> DLC crossover where you get the, the sword. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I want. <laughs> it needs to be something substantial. It cannot yeah. be just a no, a new item. Yeah, I think. I think if we do, it'll just be stuff. That's my prediction. But yeah. you know, I, I don't I, think. I'm hopeful. Like I don't think go. just stuff is going to make a, a no. E3 direct. I think if they do talk Animal Crossing, it needs to be something big. It needs to be DLC. It needs to be an expansion, paid per, most likely, mm. uh, which I'm fine with. I've said that before, but I, I want something. And then, so maybe these are these are starting to get into stretch territory. I would love to get more than a Metroid Prime 4 logo. I think there's time. They've had time to put together something, some sort of trailer, some sort of cinematic, something where Samus is walking out, just doing something. Show us something other than a logo. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be extremely disappointing if, again, we don't get anything for that in any way, shape, or form. I would like to see maybe that 2D game that was being announced like maybe we'll see something about that. I don't know. We did talk about there being that Metroid Prime bundle that was going to have one, two, and three. Maybe we'll hear about right. that. I, I just don't know. But I, there needs to be something Metroid Prime related. It would be really nice. Or like you said, even that 2D. Um, just something. Yeah. Even that There's 2D game be. being coming back out would be nice. Yeah. I also would love to see maybe a Mass Effect Legendary announced for the Switch. They did... <sighs> That would talk be awesome. about it <laughs> happening at some point, but they never gave a date or a time or anything like that. So it was really like confirmed. Right? It was never confirmed, but yeah. they did say that. I, I, I remember reading somewhere, talking, hearing something that that was supposed to happen, but they never said when. So it would be awesome if that gets announced. I could mm-hmm. see that going back to being announced with a Metro or a, a Switch Pro. So that would be a mm. game that would be great tied in with the switch pro it could handle it i would have bet a lot better so now you could have potentially breath of the wild 2 and mass effect legendary announced for switch pro i think that would be an amazing start to the lineup uh we are in the zelda anniversary year and we have not seen anything so maybe a zelda (laughs) bundle yeah that would be cool it'll give us something because this is kind of a big deal for I mean, for me personally, Zelda's better than Mario, and I had to hear about Mario all last year. I would like to get something Zelda related. We made it through Mario. Reward us with something Zelda, please. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> hey, Mario's cool, but that's Zelda. Zelda. I think you got. I think you got two types of Nintendo fans. You got the Mario lovers, and you got the Zelda lover, yeah. lovers. And I'm, so I'm, you got to please I'm, both people. <laughs> I like them both, but I would definitely take Zelda over Mario ever any day. Me too. <laughs> and we need some Zelda love in this anniversary. Give us Zelda. So yeah, there, I, I would love to see a Zelda bundle. I think that would be very cool. There's a few out yeah. there that I haven't played. Uh, you know, I know we're going to hear about um, the the Skyward Sword, but maybe throw 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 a little bundle action our way. I don't know. Something would be cool. And then maybe Mario Kart Nine. Uh, it's time. I I know Mario Kart Eight Deluxe is still selling like hotcakes. It's always in the top ten, but I would be so surprised. It, it's time. It's time to make an announcement that Mario Kart Nine is coming. It doesn't need to be this year, obviously, but I could definitely see yeah. a quick Metroid Prime Four esque trailer where you know Mario's just show whipping logo. around a corner <laughs> and it's Mario Kart Nine or something like that. It's like in the smoke of like 
a mar- uh, of a go-kart just like going like drifting around a corner you see the tire smoke and then it just disappears yeah mario kart 9 yeah i Deluxe. could see something Deluxe like that edition <laughs> i think that it needs to happen uh yeah. it's time now the things that i would love to see i don't expect to see but i would like to see something about it i think the switch pro for me is a love to see but i'm not expecting it anymore i just don't know what's going on with this pro i it seems like we've he- heard about it rumors about it for the last three years and mm-hmm. at this point, even though there's a lot that seems to point to it happening, it just, I, I don't get what Nintendo's doing, waiting on. I think with the PS5 and the Series X, Nintendo is primed to, if they can produce a next gen version of the Switch or the Pro or whatever you want to call it, they are primed That's to variant. continue crushing the competition with this. And, and they just need to make it happen and get in there and do it. Um, but I, I really don't know what they're doing. I, it, if we don't see something by time E3 is over, I, I really just don't know if it's a thing or not. It just I'd seems probably like just throw it out and just stop even thinking about it. Yeah. Then. Because it, it, it's like, not happening. If you're not if it announcing happen it now, it's not going yeah, to, if you're not announcing yeah. it within this month, what are you waiting for? I mean, this is the month that people are excited to see this. I would be stuff. extremely disappointed though. Well, Which I, I mean, I would, I, I would definitely we built not it up get your so hopes much up. that Yeah, I think we built it up so much, though, and I did exactly what I hate to do, which is build up my own expectations beyond what Nintendo is kind of putting out there. Yeah, I always do that. And then I'm disappointed. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Still hope. <laughs> um, I would love, love, love to see Metal Gear Solid on Switch. There has been those yeah. rumors a, a little while back that we had talked about that there was mm-hmm. a remake, something in the works. I would love a bundle, a remake, a new game, maybe. Um, but I love Metal Gear Solid, and I would even love the first one remastered on the Switch. I would play that in a heartbeat. Mm. They're, they're just such fantastic games. And I think a lot of people on the Switch maybe never played any of them, and that would be a great way to start for them to kind of get into the series. They are just so fantastic. Uh, easily one of my top all-time favorite games is Metal Gear Solid. Steam World Dig 2 th- or 3, I would love to hear. Maybe a Steam World Dig game. We did talk about how the the development company that was working on them is kind of got things in the works. I don't know, but I would love another one. I like those games so much. Moonglow Bay is a game that I've been keeping an eye on for a while. It's sort of a Star World or stardew valley except you're in a little fishing village and it looks sweet and endearing but right now it's only on pc and uh, i believe xbox but i don't know if they have exclusives with that but everything i see about it i absolutely love and it seems like it would be right at home on the switch it just looks so great and if you are in any way shape or form a fan of stardew valley i think you would love moon glow bay except it has the pixel look of minecraft dungeons or Mm. Um, what's the other one that I really like? The tourist. The tourist was really yeah. cute and sort of looked like these little blocky sort of uh like toys. Moonglow mm-hmm. Bay. If you haven't heard of it or know anything of it, you should look it up. Witchbrook is another one, very Stardew Valley. Except now you, if you if you have Stardew Valley Valley slash Harry Potter uh wishes, then I think Witchbrook would be a game for you. I would like to hear more about that. I don't think Chucklefish is, has any plans to announce anything, but I would love to hear more. I follow them on Twitter and keep an eye on it, and it would be nice to hear that that's coming out in the Switch too. So there's there's my rundown of the things I'm expecting and what I would love <clears throat> to see and hear. And um, I think we have a lot that is absolutely going to happen between the two of us, and then yeah. I think a lot that w- maybe would happen. There's 
there are, as you've been talking, like other games have popped into my head that I've had conversations with people about, well, specifically my dad, because he wanted to see us stream these games. And one of them was It Takes Two. Yeah, that's that would a be a good one for game. us. I looked it up uh, last week because I was curious to see if they were, you know, there was any mumblings about it coming to the Switch. And they said specifically it will not be coming to Switch. So oh. I would like to see that change. <laughs> That would be, but they could have been like, it's not coming to Switch, but they're secretly working on the background. You don't know how these companies work. Yeah. Um, also, Raft. Raft is an awesome game that I so badly want to play, but I can't. I don't think it's even available on Mac. It's I, I want to play it so bad, but yeah. um, so I feel like the Switch would be a great platform for it. So it'd be nice to see that. But yeah, yeah. Do you have anything? Is there like one or two things in your brain that are not Switch or Nintendo related that you want to see specifically at E3? Mm, not really. I mean, I don't follow. Are you talking like PlayStation or anything like that? Just any, any, like anything from Bethesda um, no. or any, anybody. No? no, nothing really. I mean, everything that that I've um, I'm trying to think of any games that I feel like I'm missing out on or missing like where I want you know, a new fallout or I want a new something. There's nothing that stands out to me right now that I just wish. Oh, I I do. I want another <laughs> Grand Theft Auto. Um, I'm ready for more news on Grand Theft Auto. That's a game I, I really want some information on. Yeah, that would be cool if they have a, like another one in the works. Yeah. Even just well, like I mean, a... it's definitely in the works. I just sure. we haven't yeah. heard anything about it. want to see something for it. Yeah. yeah, that would be cool. It would be nice to see that. I have two. Um there was the the new game that was kind of linked with PUBG called Prologue. I think that's what it was called. Okay. And they kind of teased that it was it last December or remember that was like the alien and it was really creepy looking. It kind of reminded me of Dead Space a little bit. Oh, yes. Yeah. But they didn't have a lot of information about how it was connected or anything like that. Yeah. I haven't seen anything since. So I'd like I to see more I completely forgot all about, about that. that one. Yeah. Another one I completely forgot about, except I don't know. I, I was like looking on like websites to see what other people's predictions were. And Bethesda, I guess, announced this game a while ago called Starfield, but it was yeah. such a teaser. It was like literally like Metroid Prime 4 teaser. Yeah. I'm interested in Starfield, <laughs> but there's there's nothing about it. Right there's now. nothing about it. But the intro gave me goosebumps. And I, I want a video game that is kind of like um, Stargate. I want mm -hmm. that as a video game. And I think if you combined Mass Effect and kind of what's happening in Subnautica, that would mm -hmm. be it. And it kind of, I get those those feelings. So, I mean, but it's also a little bit like uh, Alien versus Predators. Or, I know I get like such like horror game kind of vibes too. So it, I'm really interested and I would like to see more about that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. games like that, games like No Man's Sky, those are always games that kind of, I love yeah. that sort of exploration. You know, obviously I've been playing a lot of uh, Subnautica. But I like yeah. that kind of stuff a lot. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I was definitely interested when I saw that, but it seems so far out that I'm just not even letting it take up room in my brain right now because it just but those, those are the only so things, far though, away. That, I, that thinking about things I'm excited for for the future, not Nintendo related, those are the only things that really pop in my head. Like, I just want to see more about those. Yeah, really interested. definitely. I, I mean, so, it's, it's E3 time. It's yeah. time. If you like games, Get us excited. Like, you got to be excited because it's E3. It doesn't matter if it's yeah. Switch. I'm not loyal to any. I, I my, Switch is my favorite. I'm pretty loyal to Switch, but. <laughs> you are, but I, I am yeah. not loyal to any console. I love all games in general. I play on PC. I play on Xbox. I play on Switch. I don't own a PlayStation, mm -hmm. but I would 
because there's games on there that I wish I could play like Uncharted and uh, God of War. So there's I just like all video games, honestly and truly. I like all video games. So E3 is always, always an exciting time for me. Um, and I just cannot wait to hear and see what comes out and hopefully we get a lot of great stuff for the Switch because that's what we talk about and uh, we like having things to talk about. Yeah. yeah. And I think, too, um, you know, we're, we're thinking about doing some kind of E3 um, specific uh, podcasts for the next one. So um, we'll see if any of these things actually come to fruition. <laughs> yeah. The next episode. But we know that the yeah. podcast really or the um, E3 comes out on Tuesday. The, mm-hmm. at 9 a.m. Yeah, yep. finishes the for for Nintendo anyway. Their presser is mm-hmm. that day. And then they'll have the treehouse. So by then we should have all the information. We're going to try to put together everything for the next episode. We typically record on Sundays, but we're actually going to try to record next week on Tuesday evening. <laughs> yeah, and try to get it all into one E3 packed episode. So next week's episode should be all E3 related. And we'll just go through everything that we saw, liked, loved, and Record Tuesday, edit, and try to hit it, have it up live for Wednesday. Do our best. All right. Well, that does it for all the news, all the E3 goodies. Let's move into the top 10 bestsellers. Uh, in first place, we have Metopia. In second, we have Among Us. Third, Minecraft. Fourth, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Fifth, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Sixth, Mortal Kombat 11, hopping back up in the top 10. In seventh, we have Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Eighth, Super Mario 3D World. Ninth, Pokemon Snap. And tenth, Stardew Valley. Mm. And that is it. Yeah, I saw that there was a chicken tender that sold on auction that was shaped like an Among Us character. <laughs> it sold for one hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Who's Someone it? should just give me a hundred thousand dollars, and I will just make them a whole chicken worth of chicken nuggets. Yeah. Like, isn't just, that crazy? <laughs> that's Pe- ridiculous. People are disgusting. Uh, all right, so that gets us into new releases <laughs> this week, and we've got a couple checks. I'm gonna have you go run down some of these. I've got a couple separate ones. The first one to me reminded me a lot of Professor Layton, which I don't know if you've ever played any of those games, but it's sort of a detective s mystery type game. And uh, it was funny that we both checked that one. Well, I okay. So, so the game is uh, Willie Morgan and the Curse of the Bone Town. And this is a third person point and click puzzle adventure game, but it's set in a fantasy pirate themed world. And it's kind of a combination between a point and click puzzle and it has these 3D cartoony character graphic things. Um, stylistically, is that typically something I'd go for? But after playing Agent A and the Eye of Aura, and doing these point and click puzzle games, I've really, I've realized I actually really like them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and thinking back to the Eye of R, it's like, oh yeah, that was a really good game. Um, so the story unfolds through these funny little dialogues and these challenging puzzles and, a quote from the actual listing itself says, explore an unconventional town of pirates, dive into the past, collect items and look for clues to help Willie find out what happened to his father. Um, it just, you know, seems like a really fun, cute game. It is a little steep, I would say, for twenty four ninety nine. I would say maybe more like the twenty dollar range. Mm-hmm. I would probably pick it up, um, but it's definitely you know going to go on my wish list, and that's coming out on the eighth. 
Nice. Yeah, this yeah. this reminded me a lot. I, I like these kind of games, too. This reminded me a lot of Professor Layton. I played Professor Layton in the Curious Village. There's a whole ton of these. I think there's a new one on the Switch oh, even the called... title is very similar. Like, yeah. <laughs> the formatting I, of the title. I think the newest one that's on the Switch <laughs> is sort of Professor Layton's niece or something. The story seems to have changed a little bit, but... It's essentially a very similar style game. It's mm-hmm. the point and click and the story, and it's it seems well done. You like it seems collect really objects cute. to solve these little puzzles and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it yeah. seems really cool. And if you haven't checked out any Professor Lane games, definitely check those out too. There's, I mean, there's probably ten of them, but um, <laughs> they're all they all seem well done and they're just fun little point and click games. Uh, the next one you both have checked is coming out on June 9th, the next day, called Alba, A Wildlife Adventure. They did talk about this in, I think, the last Direct. Was it the, an indie direct? I don't know if it's an indie direct or just a partner direct or whatever, but it looks good. Uh, it's an indie adventure from the BAFTA award-winning studio that created Monument Valley. And uh, for this game, you join Alba as she visits her grandparents on a Mediterranean island. And you it's just a really feel-good game about running around, doing good deeds, helping your neighbors gathering volunteers, saving animals, and helping this organization called the AIWRL to essentially save the island. So mm. I thought it was just a very charming looking game. Yeah, it looks very cute. I like the style yeah. of it quite a bit. I believe this is another uh, Apple Arcade game. I believe I have to double check that, but I believe this is another one that's on there. So uh, I know I've seen this Alba popping up uh, quite a bit and I haven't played it yet though, but I thought it looked beautiful. I love the color. I love everything about it. So yeah, definitely a check for me as well. Yeah. That, that is on the Apple arcade. Mm-hmm. So I may have to try it there as a demo, I guess that that'll mm-hmm. be the way to go. Yeah. Uh, now the one I have checked June 10th is Ninja Gaiden. There is a master collection and a master collection deluxe edition. So more master, double the master for the deluxe edition. Uh, the one I checked is the master collection for $40. And I was a fan of Ninja. I only played old school Ninja Gaiden on like the NES. And that's the only one I remember. And I know that these are notoriously difficult games. But when I saw that it's a collection, I tend to like those. I like having a little bit of everything all good combined into buck. one. Yeah, you good bang yeah. for your buck. $40 seems reasonable. And I would jump back into these. They're a little uh, hack and slashy. So it's not something I, t- you know, if anything, I'm, I want some Bayonetta. And this kind of seems similar to that. But um, we may, ne- may never get Bayonetta. Maybe this three. would hold you over. So yeah, maybe this will hold me <laughs> over. But yeah. uh, I've heard only a- amazing things about Ninja Gaiden games. So when I saw this, I figured, you know what? We got to give that a check. And maybe sure. if, it, if it goes on sale or I'm itching for something new, I'll, I'll grab those up. Wishlist it. Exactly. So that gets us to everybody's favorite segment in this show. What you playing? Christina's actually got a few things she's been playing. So uh, let's let's hear about them. Uh, sure. I mean, more Hades, little, little Hades here and there. What I like about it is I can just pick it up and play it for like 15 minutes, try to go through the, the evil area, <laughs> I guess <laughs> for, you know, until I die. And then that's one round I'm like, okay, I can put it down and go do something else and whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I still, I mean, I haven't been sitting down and devoting like hours to this game. So I'm still like in the first area. I haven't really gotten out yet. Um, so you're, I'm you still, haven't made I'm it past the first it. level. The first like, I don't world. Think so okay. no, I haven't. Yeah. I feel like I'm close though. I feel like I'm pretty close. Okay. Um, but I'm really bad at dodging. And once mm. you get, I think it's like the sixth 
the sixth, not level, but like micro level, I guess, once you get to like the sixth round um, of bad guys, Mm -hmm. there's like these big creatures that start shooting things at you. And then there's these other creatures that'll like jet towards you. And I'm just really bad at dodging. (laughs) Yeah, you you gotta dodge. Um, Once I kind of figure that out and warm up to dodging more, I'm sure I'll be fine. But Mm -hmm. I'm still enjoying it. Even though I die, I'm still having fun. Um, so I guess that's good for a video game. <laughs> yeah. Um, more wingspan. It's a great game. Um, I also last week I t- put a check on tiny lands and I ended up just picking it up because it was on sale for like $4 and I had enough gold points that I got it for free. So I went ahead and picked it up. I played it for maybe like an hour last night and it's one of those games that's really good to play before bed. It has these really soothing, soothing music and it's just so, um, relaxing okay i checked this one too is it something worth getting then or is it yes okay i would all right cool Um, yeah especially because i know the kinds of things you like like you like going to museums you like the whole when they set up an area behind glass and it's like kind of like people yeah this is this is basically that um it's cool I, i would say the controls are a little weird because i wish i could just tap on the screen and zoom in like how I could do it on like my phone if I was, I don't know, looking at a photo or something. Yeah. Um, you can't, it's only using basically the right joystick and then moving that. If you go, um, up and down, that's zooming in and out. And then if you move left and right, it's turning the whole, um, diagram, not diagram, but the whole scene essentially. And then you can just tap on things if you want to, or you can use your left joystick to hover a little magnifying glass over the thing that you think is different. Um, so also just reminder, this is the game where you're comparing two scenes and finding what's different right. between them. Um, gotcha. Yeah, so that that's pretty much it. It's very simple, but just a cute little charming puzzle game. It's very relaxing. The sounds work great. The scenes are really nice. The scenes kind of follow a theme, too. So the first scene you'll see is is morning. The next one is like middle of the day. The next one is evening and there's crickets and just I I really, really enjoy it. So nice. That's definitely perfect. Recommend definitely it. a perfect game for falling asleep uh so for me i have been playing some subnautica uh that's pretty much all i play when i (laughs) when i pick up the switch i think i'm at 25 hours into the game so far a lot of it i just i i constantly am crafting stuff so right now the stream that i did uh i guess i don't know a week ago on a thursday night was um good i made progress but once i got to this like things really started to unravel quickly because you I were made, really toying with death there for a little bit yeah <laughs> I, it was essentially potentially i i like to go on trips that i may or may not make it back from and so i packed up all That's my every stuff trip. <laughs> and i took my cyclops which is this large submarine if you're not familiar and i took my prawn suit which is sort of this mech that you walk around in and we just bombed into the depths of the ocean uh, i'm not sure how much farther i can go down I, I i really don't know because we're in uncharted territory for me in this game i i this is all new now uh, i have not done any of this once so I I don't know. I I feel like I would need another upgrade to my Cyclops to be able to get that much deeper. But I just said, you know what? Let's go for it. We're looking for an alien base. We're going going for it. 
And while looking for the alien base, rather quickly, at least in my opinion, my power to my Cyclops died. And so I was just a sitting duck, literally just sitting there while a Leviathan, a sea dragon is basically chewing on my submarine. I managed to kind of wedge it up into some rocks where I think it's being left alone. I really don't know. (laughs) It's still on my my HUD. So until it gets destroyed, it's still there. and it's just dead, dead in the water. I had to take the batteries out of it. I took whatever I could. And then I dropped into my prawn suit, which is not mobile. It is my least favorite vehicle in You're the game. You're getting better at it, though. I'm getting better getting at it, but it's better. definitely not as capable as like some of the other ve- Like the sea moth is so nimble. And when you, in the swimming, swimming is very nimble too, but like, you, you just can't go that deep. You can't be down there just swimming around. You're going to run out of air. So... I dropped into the into my my prawn suit and I'm I mean I'm deep and I just like my 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 ship was not in a place where you want to be parked and so I fall out of the 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 cyclops I land on the ocean floor I got sea dragons shooting fire at me I find the alien base I can't get in because of course I can't I don't have what I need to do it so now I'm wandering around looking for some other obscure alien base that'll potentially help because there's you no walked way. right by it the first I time. I did. I I managed <laughs> to walk by the base. Luckily, Christina is kind of running uh, some sort of assistance, but I don't want spoilers. And I just so basically, I was yeah. like, should I start because I have enough oxygen to get as far as I can? If I can get close enough to the surface, then I could swim. Then I could get my sea moth, and then I could start like going back and forth, bringing supplies back to my Cyclops so that I could get the heck out of here. And I basically just said, look, is should I just, I, I'm at a point where either I have to start getting to the surface with what power I have left in this prawn suit, or I need to figure out some way to get out of here. And I said, is this, where should I go? Do I, what choice do I make? Do I just keep looking around or do I start making my way? And you were like, start making your way. So I started looking for it and trying to get out. And there is, there was an option. We did make it with like 20% battery left. I almost, I almost didn't make it. (laughs) And so off stream, I've been, I've been going back and forth and working on my ship and getting things ready. Um, I did go to another alien base where I have the technology now to use some of their power. And it's funny because I said that during the stream, I said, I, they, they have like these, um, these green blocks, no, those blocks, you know how you power Mm -hmm. the Stargate. Mm -hmm. So they have these green blocks in the game that the aliens use for energy. And I said, I wish I could just take one of these and jam it into my Cyclops (laughs) and use the power for it. Well, I ended up getting the blueprint to, use one of those to make batteries. An ion battery. An ion battery. So now I have a bunch of ion batteries that I'm going to use to power up my Cyclops and kind of get things back up and running and then go into the base that I've been trying to get into all of this time. So that'll probably be maybe another stream coming up where I'll actually go into the base once I have everything ready. So in the meantime, off stream, I've been getting things ready. I have not made the progress into that base yet though, but I will be about to do that before the stream. Uh, but it was it was it was fun. It was exciting. I will say that the draw distance of the switch, I think, was hurting me in this area because you really cannot see that far out. And I think if I was That's why you missed that first base. It the is first absolutely time. you, just didn't why, you see can't it. see mm-hmm. anything. You really can't yeah. see that far in front of your face uh, when you're playing. Not to say that it ruins the game, it doesn't, but 
if you're looking for something and it's and it's getting into like a life or death situation, you you there's a there's a good probability you're going to miss uh, something that you maybe wouldn't have normally missed. That's Especially the only in downside. the area you're in because it's already dark and murky without and- being. Yeah, there's like a lot of particles flying around. And not only that, there's these creatures. Like every creature where you're at right now is trying to kill you. And there's a lot of them. Yeah. So you're stressed out about that. There's in the sound. It's kind of like you're basically playing a horror game where you are right now. Yeah. It has all the elements of a horror game and you can't actually see where you need to go. <laughs> yeah. So it was so. it was intense. I think I think you were extremely stressed during the part. <laughs> oh, my. I'm stressed every time you're playing. Yeah. The way you treat your sea moth and your cyclops and Oh my gosh. We just go for it. We go <laughs> for it. You just go here. for it. Yeah. I, I just go for it and hope for the best. I, I went in. Stress me out. I was like, well, I don't have shields. And you're like, you're going to want shields. I'm you're like, well, shields. I don't have what I need to make shields. So I'm just going for it. And we're going to hope for the best. And I don't we have didn't shields. need shields. I don't shields. have this thing that helps me be a lot more efficient with my power, but we're just going to go for we're it. We're just see what going happens. for it. And oh. we, we got, we made it. It all worked out in the end. So, yeah. Um, I, I will now have, I think everything I need moving forward were essentially indestructible and I'm going to kill the sea dragon. I've already, I'm saying it here first, I'm going to hunt and kill the sea dragon next. I will say you can't, you can't go any deeper. If you go any deeper in the game, you'll be in lava. You'll be in the core of the planet. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, definitely. We're definitely deep. Um, I do, I, <laughs> I got to check because I could have swore there was one more death module for my Cyclops, but I could be wrong because I've never ventured out of the crater, essentially seen Subnautica takes place in a crater. And then if you go out beyond those boundaries, it's like just drops straight off. And I think at one point I do want to take my Cyclops and just see what happens. I would assume you just get like swarmed by, by Leviathans and they just kill you. And that's how the game like has an invisible fence to make sure you're mm. not going too far out. But You've I, already I've, done that though. Well, I, I no, I've never gone way off the map and just gone down to see what happens. I'm, did I'm, you did you see the ghost leviathan though? I mean, I've seen ghost ghost leviathan. I've already seen yeah. a few of them. Yeah. Um, but I do want to see. There's there's story elements that keep happening. Something keeps pop, popping up in my like vision while I'm down there, and I really haven't Ooh. gotten into what that is yet, uh, which is Ooh. exciting because I know you know the the overall arching of the game is like we're getting to that point where. I'm, I'm, I'm probably about to resolve it. I think you said maybe one or two streams left before I'm Mm -hmm. done with the game. So then you move on to below zero. Yeah. And then I get to go to below zero. Um, but I'm, I'm loving playing this. I'm having a blast with it. I play every chance I can get. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see where this, the rest of the story goes and where it continues with the next one. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of streaming, we have uh, adjusted our summer schedule. So I stream Sunday and Wednesday nights, 6 p.m. Eastern time. And then Michael streams Thursday evenings, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Yep. Um, but we will be throwing in some surprise streams here and there. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Some after dark streams. So it's nice having things on the schedule. And then if we can stream yeah. in addition to those, if it's a rainy Saturday, I'm not against jumping back on and streaming. But right, right. I wanted to have, we, we both wanted to have our weekends more available for the nice weather. And uh, and I think the schedule is going to work out better for, yeah. for the summer. And then we'll probably switch back for, for when it starts getting crappy out again. And we'll let you all know. Yep. 
of course. Now, if you want to write to us, if you want to chat with us, we love that. So go over to nintendodispatch.com, hit the contact button, and feel free to, to reach out. If you'd like to watch us play some of these games and watch me expertly maneuver my Cyclops through the depths <laughs> of the ocean in Subnautica. Expertly, yes. Yep. Uh, you heard it here, expertly maneuver. Then you can go over to twitch.tv forward slash Nintendo Dispatch and watch us play. I believe, what are, what are you still playing? Are you playing? Um, Bioshock 2, when I finish that, Bioshock Infinite, and then I will be playing the Layers of Fear games. Oh my Horror. God. Okay, so you can watch wanna... some of that stuff. You get scared. Uh, if you want <laughs> to chat with us, yeah, yeah. You can reach out to us on Twitter at Dispatch Podcast, or you can go to our Discord and chat with us there. If you go to the website, there's a link for that info on the website. But we would love any shape or form of contact. We always like to chit chat with people. So feel free. That has been your Nintendo Dispatch.